Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sander Lanch Podcast. I am Joe, and with me, as always, is Data, Shiny, and Dak. Yes, we're all here, and we're talking about Warbreaker, chapters 24 through 26, wherein Siri goes to the Palace Library to ask for books. They say, no, you can't. You can know has books. And then she talks to uh, to the God King, and we get a little correspondence between them. That's pretty cool. And then we have Avena and crew causing problems in the city, breaking horses' legs. It's kind of sad. And we learn a little bit about jewels and the religion of the iridescent tones. So we get some good good info there. And then Vivenna questions who Denth is. And Denth does not give a polite response. And then Light Song puts on his detective hat again and uh, finds out some very interesting things. So that's where uh, we are this week. Hold on to something. Sander Lanch is about to begin. To emerge and to breathe anew For a purpose so far from my own And this world I've awoken to Seems familiar but somehow unknown And the branches of gold on the skyline Reach out to the sweep of the stars The beginnings and endings of lifetimes A guidance of light from afar So yeah, we got a little bit of Everybody But Vasher this time out. What did you guys think of these three chapters? Yeah, still no Vasher. It's a bummer, because I feel like I don't think we had any Vasher last week either. So Um, we sure didn't. Yeah, so ever since he went down the trap door, like whatever's been going on with him <laughs> is uh, is a mystery. So he's he's actually still down there. He got his foot stuck. Yeah, no, it's like uh, it's like the end of the first Harry Potter book. Nobody outside the trap door knew what was going on down there. So yeah, disappointment. No Vasher. Siri asking for books and being told no. Kind of sad as a guy who likes to read books. It's like you won't give me books. I need some definitely. Yeah, definitely something being hidden from her. I feel like for sure, uh, which I think she's she figured out as well. Interesting also that the the king God King thinks like these people are still acting his best interest. I, I feel like even if I was very young when they did it, if somebody cut out my tongue, I think I'd figure <laughs> out pretty fast that they weren't acting on my best interest. We would not be friends. No, no, I would not be him. friends. No, um, I, I, I might be scared of them, especially if I'm as underdeveloped as he seems to be. Vena and crew, you know, they're doing their thing. Vena's obviously getting wise to what we've kind of been predicting that Denth is. Not really just a regular old mercenary. So that'll be interesting to see how that develops. And then, um, yeah, Lightsong the detective. Man, Lightsong went from being the least interesting character to the most interesting character for me. Actually, I think I still like find Vasher more interesting because there's a lot more mystery surrounding him still. But I, I really love all the Lightsong stuff this week. Excited to see what unfolds, kind of peeling back the layers of maybe who he is at the same time. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good read this week. I'm still... Still wanting some more action. I feel like we still haven't gotten enough action here. But yeah, other than that, good stuff. Yeah, you're not, you're not wrong. There hasn't been too much action. Who knows? Maybe this will be a no-action sort of book. Oh, man, another. Now, even Well of Ascension, I feel like, had more action than this. Well of Ascension so had Headbutt of Doom and all that stuff. Sure. Breaking also, a horse. I, I like Dak's um, point that uh, that we got some thick books that Siri's wanting to get a hold of. Yeah, she's on. she's gotten her hands on the thick books. At least she wants to, yeah. <laughs> Just, I guess robbing, rob, breaking horses and robbing uh, salt shops or whatever doesn't count as action. I mean, a little bit. Vivenna wasn't really like that involved with it. I don't even really know why she needed to be there for that part. 
Mm. I guess because she wanted to see it go down. But, like, I, I don't feel like she was really necessary to that plan. Although I guess yeah. they want to be able to keep an eye on her. But, I mean, Jules could have done that. So I don't know. Yeah, I think that was their argument, wasn't it? That it was she's safer with them rather than having to split up and guard her somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Now that you say that, that does sound familiar. That uh, they're just, yeah, that makes sense. Take her on a job. It's fine. What trouble yeah. could possibly happen? Yeah, it's just bringing the work experience kid along. You know, <laughs> gotta see it all. Sure, gotta train her a little bit. Train her up in the ways of not actually being a mercenary. Apprentice's <laughs> first robbery. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I like these. I definitely think our our bit with Light Song is the highlight. It does feel like a a regular little whodunit mystery unfolding which is right up my alley but i love how excited he is about it and i like that he's kind of on the same thought path now that we were about this has to be his past coming back so that's exciting dense i think yeah there's nothing that happened in these chapters that don't support our theory that he's a bit shady i really liked the interaction inter interaction sorry with the God King and Siri, I thought that was actually really sweet. I'm glad they found a way to be able to actually have a conversation with each other, which is nice. I do feel really sad for him, though, like so trusting of the people that he's around. But I guess if you didn't know any different, you don't know any different. They say they've got my best interest at heart. They must, you know, but it's pretty awful. But, yeah, excited to see some things moving. I was... I was kind of keen to have something go down when they were robbing the salt shop, but it was it was over quicker than I thought it would be. But I'm I'm way into this little murder mystery that I wasn't expecting. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's it. There, there's an interesting bit in the annotations that uh, is was just like here. Hold on, let me get. Let this be a lesson to aspiring writers. People's reactions to light these light song sections where he goes to investigate the murder are proof of a long-standing rule of writing. Characters who do things are more interesting than those who don't. So, yeah, I think uh, pretty much says it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I I kind of also was like, I feel like I, it, the setup for that robbery feels like something else should happen to me also. Where I'm just like, come on, there's more to this, right? But then, no, not really. It just sets up a chance for Vivena and Jules to have a conversation that goes oh so well. So. Yeah, but I think like obviously it feeds into the the plot about the bigger thing they're trying to trying to do, and I do right. like the way they're going about you know ch- cutting them off at the past, you know, without them even knowing. It's it's very clever and very skilled. I don't like Jules. <laughs> she doesn't seem to be that likable. Let's be honest. It's just like you caught her on the wrong day, but there's never a right day. Yeah, it might be part of not having her breath. She's just always grumpy. Yeah. Well, and I guess having her boyfriend murdered or uh, killed or whatever it was. Yeah, that's got to put you in a bad mood. (laughs) That's true. You probably don't help yourself by keeping him around, though. Yeah, no, I wouldn't think so. She's got to be a little bit insane with what we know from the annotations. Like, that's not normal behavior. But you, you also had a good point about the the God King, where it's just like he doesn't know any better. Like he he tells Siri, it's like, oh yeah, like people, everyone do, does what they're told. People don't lie and all this stuff. Like I guess if the priests have told him his whole life, yeah, people don't lie, and we're doing what's best for you, then you would believe that you were they were doing what's best for you. Exactly. Poor kid. He's been he's been ruling for fifty years. He's not a kid, but still. Fifty years and not being able to actually talk to anyone else. Because right. there would only be a handful of people that he would talk to, if that. Maybe even it's only his, like, highest priest. Everyone else in there thinks that he's the most terrifying 
person alive, you know, because definitely the servants are afraid of him and, you know, won't make eye contact and all that sort of stuff. And you need that to keep up the charade, really. But, yeah, I, just, I feel for him. Well, and before he learned any letters, I don't know how he could communicate with anybody. It's like people could talk to him, but he had no way to talk back. It's kind of. Yeah. That's a very isolating 50 years. That's it. And I mean, the, the speed at which he's picked up all of this stuff too, to be able to write the letters and understanding the pronunciation of the words and or how they're spelt rather, not pronounced. You know, he's not dumb. He just doesn't know. Right. Yeah, I mean, he, he's picked this up very fast. I, I'm impressed. Yeah, no, chapters were good. I can't believe I have to say this again. What the fuck is Brandon's problem with horses? <laughs> Why is that a recurring theme through the Cosby? Why does everyone hate horses so much? It's like... All right, we're going to instigate this theft. Break the horse's leg. Uh, okay. You know, at least when Vin chopped the one in half in Well of Ascension, it's like, that was part of battle. Yep. Like, in a battle, horses will die. We know that going in. It's sad, but it is a fact of battles. This was just some horse pulling a cart, and they just went up and shatter its leg. Like, Jesus. Anyway. I um, need that annotation. Like, Brandon's like, so yeah, I never never mentioned this before, but somebody, like, a horse kicked me one time, and I've never forgotten. <laughs> I feel like he... he's like looking for some kind of violent act in his books and he's like well i don't want this perpetrated on a human i'll just stick a horse in there people won't care (laughs) then killed a dog that one time yeah that's true yeah yeah i'm not exactly a horse guy but it's just it's the fact that it keeps coming up is just very strange to me (laughs) always the horses anyway now that now that we've done that the rest of the chapters were good i loved the stuff between siri and I can't take the name Susabron seriously. It just sounds, it doesn't sound <laughs> right. So God, God King, he, he's, he's God King. Their interaction was, was really cool. Like I just, yeah, I've, I've, I, we're finally getting his personality, which I find really interesting because like we said, yeah, he's, he's emotionally and socially stunted, but he's not stupid. And so I think, Ooh, there's going to be like this, this could carry some interesting implications and wait for the kingdom ahead. So I look forward to seeing where all that goes. And yeah, light song. Like, like we're finally off the whole. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna sit around bored with the country club boys and make fun of them and all this bullshit. He's actually doing stuff, and now he's got the zombie squirrel. So like, ooh, this would be the greatest book Brand's ever written if it just features a scene where, where light song just sneaks into Blush Weaver's quarters and um puts the, puts it in her bed. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> And then just like the ensuing chaos that results from that. But yeah, no, really cool to see him doing doing his thing, doing what he's doing, and I guess getting more of his personality as well beyond the 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 layabout. Now you're just having me think of different ways he could use the squirrel. There's all sorts like he's <laughs> play, plays a prank on the god king, or he just walks around. They do like a Rocky and Bullwinkle thing where he makes the squirrel be his like <laughs> sidekick. Oh no! Oh no! You know who's the deserving target? Trilides. Uh yeah, yep. Like he gets up, he's like, he's like, all right, what robe am I going to wear today? Opens his wardrobe, and the squirrel just jumps out and bites him on the neck. <laughs> I love that we're at this, this character who's finally had all this growth, and we're like, you know what the coolest thing he could do is? Not actually grow, <laughs> just be really immature and put this rabid squirrel <laughs> in all these places it shouldn't yeah. be. Well, if you're going to be immature, you might as well do it right, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, squirrel. Yeah, putting a zombie squirrel is... is I, I I don't know. I, I think I think I would just find that more entertaining than just uh, I'm gonna pretend to know how to play this game and the guys all cheer at me for doing so. See, that's that's what you do. The next time they call you to play that game, you're like, hey, look what I brought, and you open up the cage, and the squirrel just goes crazy. <laughs> uh, what what do we do with it? Let it loose on the field. 
is that not part of the rules? Um, yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> yeah, the rules require lifeless squirrels. Did you, you guys just haven't been playing correctly for all this time? I found a rule book, and he like, pulls out a book, and then like in crayon is written, "Add squirrel." It's right there. It's rule number three from the desk of Light Song. <laughs> yeah, you just don't understand football, Marge. <laughs> Uh, I found this confession note Fry confesses from the desk of John Zoidberg Okay Okay let's do <laughs> Let's get into these chapters From the Everything's from the desk of John Zoidberg <laughs> So we start out with Siri. She's got her servants around her And she's trying to be all queenly Strolls into the Palace library Which apparently like The inner rooms are these colorful rooms All of the outside rooms are these black rooms, which includes the the sleeping chamber that she's been meeting the God King in. So randomly, that's on the outside for some reason. And she's like, I want to read some books. And the priests who work in there are like, what books? What do you mean? Like, yeah, this, this is the library, right? Well, yeah. So she wants to want some books. She's bored of regular entertainment. And they're like, well, you don't want these books. These are they're boring, like religion, city finances. It's, it's super boring. You don't want any of that. Yeah, even I'm yawning, and I work here. And she's like, no, I think I'm going to have some of these books. And here comes Trelides. No, you are not. Ugh. He is very much the this asshole of this book every <laughs> time he shows up. <laughs> it's true. Every time it's like, oh, and here's this guy again. Jeez. But yeah, gee, he's, he's like, these are valuable. We can't risk taking them out of this room. So if you want to read them, you have to read them here. He Seems clearly like doesn't. He couldn't read them. Yeah. He doesn't want that, but. She sat there. She decided this is the moment that I'm going to be stubborn and this is the hill that I'm going to die on. She could sit there and read them. Yeah. yeah. He clearly d- would, would prefer she not read them at all, but I don't think that he can come up with excuses to completely stop her. So he's just like, okay, mm. yeah. If you absolutely must. I think it's it uh, I think it's kind of what we see with Light Song later, where he's like, Claremar, can these guys stop me from doing what I want to do? And he's like, no. <laughs> it's like, okay, then do what I said. And it's like he like th- this guy's the high priest. He knows he can't keep the queen from doing that, but he can suggest heavily that they need to stay in here. Well, and he even says, like, Susabron has made it clear that he wishes the books to stay here and is like bullshit. He has. <laughs> yeah. But she can't say so, let's, that. So. Let's let, let's ask him, shall we? Right. That would have been the power move. Be like, let's go ask Susabron. And they're like, what? what? <laughs> they're like, no, we, we can't talk to him. He would kill us. So it's. He's, he waved his hand in this general direction once, and that we interpreted that to be that, uh, yeah, it, that was him making it clear that he wanted the books to stay here. He's very have they ever said that? <laughs> have they ever said that he can't speak? Because she only knows that his tongue was cut out because they've had a conversation, sort of. Yeah, I don't think other. I think she's the only person that we know who knows for sure. I mean, presumably Trelides does, but yeah, like right. I, yeah. it does not seem to be public knowledge that he can't speak. You're just not allowed to talk to him or he will have you killed. And he's much too important to talk to you. Hmm. So, yeah. And she decides that, no, she's not going to sit here and read these books and look stupid. And th- there's actually an annotation that I won't get all into. But Brandon's like, because she, she's like, I don't want them to make a fool out of myself sitting here, like sounding out the words in front of these people. And Brandon's like, that's not to I'm not trying to communicate that she's not good at reading or something. But he's like in. This sort of era of humanity, like even people who were literate and could read, didn't read a lot. And so you would have people like everyone would kind of be sounding these out out loud when they were reading, unless you were like a priest or something that did have to read a lot because you just there. 
words were not as everywhere as they are now. Yeah. I mean, also, if they're as dry reading as that, and she didn't really do a lot of, like, reading on those subjects back home, there's still going to be a whole bunch of words in there that are unfamiliar to her anyway, even if she is perfectly literate. Yeah. I mean, you sit me down in front of a book of t- on tax reform, and I'm be like, I don't understand half this fucking shit. What does this word mean? <laughs> it's probably true, yeah. Yeah, or like a, like a legal documents. Like, if you're not, like, a lawyer or paralegal or somebody who deals with that kind of stuff every day, like, you're not going to understand what it's saying, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is, like, a whole lot of terminology. It's like, what? What is the meaning of this symbol? That's a plus <laughs> sign, you idiot. <laughs> we cut straight to the God King and Siri at night, and he's like, I told you they wouldn't let you have the books. Which she should totally be like, well, they're saying that you said I couldn't have the books. Like, this is messed up. And so she has taught him, and he's learned very quickly, letters enough that he can communicate with a board and a piece of charcoal that she'd smuggled in. His spelling's not great. But he's doing pretty damn well, considering that they haven't been at this all that long. How long has it been? Like a few weeks? Yeah, I'm trying to see if it says exactly. I think it's been like a month. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because cause Vivenna gets there, I think, around the time that she discovers he can't speak and stuff. And I think at that point is when uh, – well, no, I guess it's a little bit after that. Because she gets there around the time that her sister is uh, presented to everyone. So I guess it's probably yeah, been like two months. Okay. But yeah, like in that amount of time, like he's, well, I mean, like, like she says, he picked it up really fast. All he needed was a push. Yeah. Like he's doing really well for himself for like a month's worth of learning to read. Yeah. No, no joke. And so he's just like, oh, you shouldn't anger the priests. And she's like, oh, they, they, they frustrate me. They intentionally do things despite me. He's like, no, they're good men. They work very hard to maintain my kingdom. And she's like, well, but they cut out your tongue. And he says, it was necessary. I have too much power. That's a hell of a thing to be able to convince someone of, like, we mutilate, we mutilated you, but it was for the best. Like, it, it had to be done. Did they have to do, like, a demonstration or something? It's like, this is what you could do, so this is why we're doing this? Or did he just take it as red? I, I, I would assume he was a child when they did it, because he became the God King very young. So, like, he probably didn't even know it happened until after it happened. And she tries to convince him. It's like, they're not looking out for your best interests. They speak in your name so they can do whatever they want. And he's like, they're not my enemies. They are good men. She's like, well, then why are you trying to hide the fact that you're learning to read? And uh, he like looks down and she she thinks like, wow, he's really humble for a guy who's been ruling Halandrin for 50 years. And his answer is, I don't want them to know. I don't want to upset them. And then we have a discussion about sarcasm. And she tries to explain sarcasm to him, which it never goes well when you try to explain to somebody what's, how, how sarcasm works. And then he tries it out by being like, you are very normal. She's like, thank you. Was that good sarcasm? Because in reality, you are quite strange. Nice. She's really impressed by the speed at which he's learned to write. He already knew all the letters because he'd memorized them from the book year that he'd had for years. But So she had to explain the rules of spelling and sound. And he says, like, or she says, why do you think I'm strange? And he's like, well, I mean, you, you don't do things like other people do. Everyone else bows before me all the time. Nobody talks to me. Even the priests only occasionally give me instructions, and they haven't even done that in years. So he can't talk to anyone else, and nobody talks to him. The priests used to give him instructions. They don't even do that anymore. So he just walks around all day, no communication happening whatsoever. That That's really disturbing, actually. That's a horrific existence. Yeah. And it, it did make me think, like, what, what does he do all day? <laughs> that's an excellent question. Maybe, maybe he has a window. He just stares out. Mm. And she's like, does it offend you that I don't bow and that I talk to you like you're a friend? He's like, what? No, why would it offend me? 
well, everyone else is afraid of you because of how powerful you are. And he's like, but they took my tongue away to make me safe. And she's like, no, it's not it's not really your breath. It's you command the armies. You're the God King. You could order anyone in the kingdom killed. And he's like, why would I do that? I wouldn't kill a good person. Everyone should know that. Buddy, have I got news for you? Well, so when I showed up, your priests were like, if you talk to him, he will have you killed. That is the kind of things that they say about you, these priests that are looking out for your best interests. And she's like, yeah. Uh, and he's like, so why don't – so do you not respect me? That's why you don't do that stuff? And she's like, well, no, I respect you. I'm just not good at following rules. And he's like, yeah, that's, that'll get you in trouble. And she's like, oh, did the priest tell you that? And he's like, no, I learned it from, my, from this book. My mother read me stories when I was a child, and I memorized them all before she was taken away. It speaks of children who do not do as they are told. They are often eaten by monsters. And so he learned the lessons from the storybook. Obedience is good. You should treat people well. Don't go into the jungle by yourself. Don't lie. Don't hurt others. All good lessons. I, Especially I like that uh, jungle one. That's probably a you know, good lesson for everybody. Don't go in the jungle by yourself. It's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, no. It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. <laughs> <laughs> I like how quickly we gloss over his like, yeah, my mother was just taken away one day. Siri's like, yeah, my mother was taken away too. It's cool. Royalty, am I right? <laughs> and then she's like, uh, oh, so like wanting to treat people well, that's why you didn't like take me when I came into the room? And he's like, what do you mean take you? She's like, I mean, why'd you just sit there? Take well, take, I, take you where? Where am I taking you? What's happening? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know what else to do. Like, I, we're supposed to have a child. So I sat <laughs> here and waiting, waiting for it to happen. And uh, we must be doing something wrong because no child is showing up. <laughs> Where's this child? No, 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 no. In the stories, a man and a woman spend the night together, and then they have a kid. We spent lots of nights together, but no kids. Yeah, it's a shame, that is. So, so nobody, none of the priests explain the process to you. He's like, no, what process are you talking about? And she's just like, yeah, we're not going to we'll talk about that some other time. It's fine. The priest is just looking at Siri and just going, that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I mean, it, it does seemingly seem like that's what they were doing, because they're like, surely you can persuade him. To have sex with Yeah, him. yeah. It's like, uh, what? Yeah. Do do your very best sensual seduction. Susabron, <laughs> <laughs> it's real velour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how you that's how you get them. Mm. You know, she she makes some interesting points that it's like they seem really eager to get an heir right now, which is kind of weird because it's he's been on the throne for fifty years at this point. And they made the treaty like 20 years ago. So he'd been on the throne for 30 years already. And they didn't seem particularly, you know, urgent about him having a child. But now all of a sudden they're like listening at the wall every night to make sure that they're having sex. And so she concludes they must think you're in danger now. Not from sickness, even though I know, I know the return don't get diseases. But do they even age at all? And the God King's like, I don't think so. How did the previous God Kings die? And he says there's only been four of them. And I don't know how they died. So it's been like 300 years, and they've had four god kings total. <gasps> you drank our emperor! <laughs> I think that the, the deaths of the monarch, the ruling monarchs would be something that would get around pretty quick. So their, their Illuminati priests must have done a number on keeping that hushed up. Well, it, yeah, maybe. But it's also possible that Susabron, he couldn't read. Nobody tells him stuff. So he may just not know history. Yeah. And Siri hasn't been paying that much attention. Oh, okay, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna say it, that doesn't mean Siri shouldn't know, but that's a good point. Was it this week or last week that they, the section we said we read talked about how like the God King can heal many with his breath or whatever? That that's right here. 
he says that his father died before he was old enough to remember, and he was told that he released his breath to cure a terrible disease because the God King, if he gives up his breath, can cure many. Yeah, so maybe that's what happened to all of them. Like they're in some kind of crisis. Because my thinking was if the priests are preparing to go to war, it'd be nice to have a handy God King breath in their pocket if something goes bad and then, you know, something it can be used in some way to help them survive in whatever. And then, like, you can spin the propaganda like the God King loves you. He gave his life so that you all may live in this horrible war. Yeah. So that Bond may live. (laughs) Fry must die. So that Bond may live. Yeah. Okay. And and so, like, Siri says, like, there must be a record somewhere if the God King, you know, gave up his breath to heal a disease, probably in those books that the priests are guarding. And he's like, well, I'm sorry, they won't let you read them. And she's like, "Eh, there really wasn't that much of a chance it was going to work anyway. But she's like, it doesn't make sense. Bluefinger said that, like, the threat comes from having an heir. But why would the priests harm their own god? Like, none of this makes sense. Also, considering what he knows of sex, I'd say that we don't have to worry much about having a child in the near future. Which is a good place to end that chapter on. So we cut to Vivenna, who's out walking around to Talir. She feels like she stands out. But really, like, not so much. There's lots of different kinds of people here. And it says she's been in the city a month. So it must be a – she came in the city the day that Siri was presented to the court, which was at least a couple days before she, like, confronted the god king. So it's probably been a little less than a month that she's been teaching him stuff. And, yeah, Denth is like, we have a small team. Either we have to divide up to and leave somebody behind to guard you, or we keep you where we can see you. And so she came along, and she's not actually part of the, the whole heist – that's going on, but uh, she's kind of in the area watching. Parlin is kind of helping out, or hanging out with Tonkfa. He's got the monkey on his shoulder. Jules is hiding out somewhere watching. Claude is hanging out. Everything's ready to go. We get some more talk about the the flowers, the tears of Edgley that are so important to the economy here. And then somebody's yelling, help, fire! The building that Tonkfa and Parlin had been standing next to was on fire. That's distraction number one. Distraction number two... A carriage belonging to Nanrova, high priest of the god Stillmark. Denth had intelligence saying it would be carrying valuables. So Claude swings a club into the leg of the horse. Lavenna could not hear the leg break, but she did see the beast scream and fall. A trunk falls off the top, bursts open in the street, spraying gold coins. So while everybody is looking either at the fire or trying to scoop up some of this gold, that's when the heist happens. And what we find out is that they were stealing mainly a bunch of salt from like this spice merchant because they don't have refrigerators. If they want to keep meat good, they have to preserve it, usually involving salt in some way. So it's hard for men to march off to war if you can't send any meat with them. That's using your ass. (laughs) And so Vivenna is hanging out at the house waiting for Tonkfa and Denth to come back after this heist and only jewels for company. And they start having a discussion, and this discussion does not go super well for Vivenna because she's kind of full of herself and yeah, very superior well. about her religion. And so she's like, you know, I get it. They, they I, I understand. It's all right. They took your breath. They had no right to do something so terrible. And Jules is like, what are you talking about? Like, I gave up. I, I, I like did this willingly to help my family. My family would have starved to death if I hadn't agreed. Like, my parents were like, hey, will you do this? And I said, yes, I was proud to help my family. Because of me, we didn't not only did we not starve to death, but my dad, who'd gotten sick, was able to restart his dye business and my brother still run it. 
I did that. Not only that, but like my breath was given to the God King himself. I'm like a part of him. And she's she's very proud of that. She believes, it seems wholeheartedly, in the iridescent tones. And Vin is like, what, seriously? You believe in that religion? And she's like, uh, yeah, I'm Holandrin, right? Like, but what the others? And she says, no, Tonkfa is from Pankal. And I don't know where the color's dent is from. But I'm from Titalir. And Vin is like, well, I mean, you know, no, no matter what it was, it can't have been worth the price of your soul. And she's like, stop judging me. So judgy. You're so high, so certain that what you think is right if your God asked you to give up your breath or even the breath of your child, wouldn't you do it? You give up your children to become monks, forcing them into a life of servitude, right? Why is this so different? And she's like, I mean, she's thinking like, I mean, sending the children away to become monks is different, right? And eventually Ven is like, yeah, okay, there's, uh, I'm not going to be able to convince her. She's obviously in no <laughs> mood for sympathy, so I'll just leave. I'll go upstairs. I mean, I think uh, children becoming monks is different than their investiture getting taken from them. But, you know, that's just me. What were you saying, Jamie? Can't remember. <laughs> it's gone. Okay. It was three seconds ago, but it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, honestly, if you believe that you're perfectly fine and nothing's really that different after you your breath gets sold, then I think that giving up that is actually way less serious than having to give one of your children up to spend their entire lives doing something that maybe they are not going to want to do. So I think Jules has a point, at least from her perspective. We know, thanks to Brandon, that it's not really that simple. And they're they're not quite right about uh, what giving up your breath does to you. But but also, what were you willing to sacrifice? Because it wasn't it for her, like her father was unwell or something and they had to pay bills and yeah. Well, you know what? I can give that little piece of me up to help things continue. You know, yeah. I'd probably do it too. I mean, she's she's like, I'm proud of what I did. Like, I saved my family, so I understand that. And Vena is thinking to herself, like, she's like, I don't know what to make of jewels. How could someone be proud that their breath has been stolen and then fed to a greedy returned? Which we know that the the God King does get like two breaths a week when he only needs one and has tons of breath. So that does seem a little bit greedy. Let's be honest, but. It's not like it's his choice either. But she says the five visions taught that she must try to understand others. They told her not to place herself above them. And yet ostracism taught that what Jules had done was an abomination. So how can she believe this person is wrong, but not put herself above her for believing what is right? Like it's it's a contradiction that she's having trouble with. And then Denth shows up. And they explain, you know, about the spice merchant shop and why stealing the salt is helpful. <clears throat> up in the mountains, they he shows ice, up. He gets all spooky. <laughs> spooky. 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 And so the the thieves that they worked with are gonna take the salt off to faraway kingdoms to sell it. And I like, she's like, does Jules really believe in the iridescent tones? And he's like, as passionately as Tonkfa likes to nap. Vivena's like, how can she believe in that? And he's like, I don't know. Seems like a good enough religion to me. I mean, you can go and see her gods. Talk to them, watch them shine. It's not really that tough to understand. And then it makes the point that's like, okay, yeah, but she's working specifically to undermine like this kingdom, her home kingdom and where her gods rule. And Denth has to explain the mercenary mindset, which is like people pay us to do stuff, but we're not doing it. You're doing it. We're just your tools. That's why, you know, we can be like fighting our friends on a battlefield uh, and trying our best to kill them. But everyone knows it's not personal. That would be such a hard thing to separate. Right? Being a mercenary would be tough. Yeah, it's like, you know, 
work in the construction and destruction industry and they and um they tell you yeah, all right we're put we're pulling down uh this church that you that you specifically go to I'm like oh well do i go along with this or do i resign out of protest presumably they wouldn't be pulling the church down without the permission of whoever owns the, the church yeah. well, maybe maybe, maybe they're getting evicted oh it could be that's true yeah yeah it's harsh and she's like so what about you death are you from holandrin he's like oh no gods no so what do you believe? It's like, ah, not much. Not in a long time. My family's all dead. They believe faiths that most everyone has forgotten by now, and I never joined them. And she's like, well, I mean, you have to believe in something. I did once. Do you always have to answer so vaguely? Yes, except maybe that question. And he says, look, the things I believed, I don't know that they'd make sense to you or that you'd even hear me out if I told you about them. So, And she's she starts calling him out on some of the stuff that you guys have kind of been calling him out on where it's like, you say that you're just a mercenary. You're out here to get some money, but I've seen the ledgers and Lemix was not paying you nearly as much as I thought he was. You could easily have stolen that money from the carriage more easily than you stole the salt, to be honest. So you could be out there making money, even if you didn't want to do that. Like you're such a good swordsman that people like try to trick you into demonstrating it. So you could teach it. You could be famous. You could be a sport duelist and win prizes. You claim to obey your employer, but you give the orders more often than you take them. But I don't want all that. <laughs> so the whole employee thing is probably just a front. The only thing I've ever seen you express a spark of emotion about is that man Vasher, the one with the sword. So who are you? And he turns toward her and she sees, she says that jovial mask, the, the man he showed was just a, a facade, a charade, a charade, charade, whatever. And he says, I'm a mercenary. She's like, okay, so who were you? He says, you don't want to know the answer to that. And then he walks off, and that's the end of that chapter. So interesting conversation uh, where Vivena is spotting some of the same stuff you guys have talked about. Uh, she doesn't seem that worried about it, honestly, because he's still helping her do what she wants to do. But uh, there is something a little odd about him, and you guys aren't the only ones to have spotted it, basically. He just gave, like, the supreme emo answer, though. It's like, like... Who are you? I'm a mercenary. Who are you? You don't want to know. <laughs> it's kind of right. Yeah. You don't want to know. He tosses the, the black hair out of his eyes. And it's like, <laughs> ah, good old emo tenth. <laughs> so for, for our next heist, we're going to be playing a lot of Evanescence. I want to I want to get the like a, a meme with the goth kids from South Park and have like Denth talking. <laughs> <laughs> so we switch to Light Song, who wakes up, jumps out of bed, is like, what a beautiful day. And the servants are all like, what, what's going on? <laughs> He's like, what? Come on, let's get dressed. He can't get high, right? He's not high. <laughs> we give him for, for dinner last night. Yeah. So apparently he's gotten up an hour earlier than usual, which is bizarre for him. <laughs> I think that last kid he ate was a stoner or something. <laughs> <laughs> Laramar is uh, like, should we go over your dreams? He's like, no, I don't think we're going to do that. We'll do that later. Yeah, this uh, this whole moment very much came off. He just springs out of bed and it's like, I'm I'm happy today. I'm feeling good. Let's go do something. It's like very much like there will be like the super upbeat peppy song playing. Maybe he start. maybe it's a musical <laughs> and he just starts singing. It's like, yeah, it's a brand new day or something as he just like walks through the pa palace and the and his uh, priest is like, what the fuck? Music <laughs> makes me think of uh, makes me think of that episode of SpongeBob where he's like, I'm all awake. It's 
like, oh god, <laughs> too too much cheer. See, yeah, I, I'm now I'm picturing. Now that you've said that, I'm picturing like he pops out of bed, starts walking jauntily along the corridor, and like happy by Pharrell is playing. No, no. Oh, can we get a better song than that. Uh, you said that he was happy, and so that's what. So for some reason, that's the first one that pops oh. into my head. It makes sense. That is I've the title got, of the song. <laughs> I've got Michael Bublé. It's it's a beautiful day. And I yes. Know. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm okay with it. That one yep. meets with Dax approval. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not Pharrell. <laughs> not a Pharrell fan, eh, Dak? Well, to be fair, the only song of his I really know is is that one song, and I despise it with it with the heat of a thousand flaming suns. <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh, okay, hold on. Now I gotta see what, what what other what other songs by Pharrell I recognize. That can't be the only one I know. Yeah, well, he was he was a big time music producer more than he was an artist before that song came out, and so he was a lot of his work was more behind the scenes, I believe, before that song. Hmm, interesting. That was for the. Was one in Hidden Figures. He did. Yeah. Okay. Did a song for Hidden Figures. Didn't he do a song? For, was that Pharrell? I don't remember. Yeah, Let's see. Uh, Yes, Hidden Figures, the album. He did two songs, one called Crave and one called Abel. Uh, He did a song. He did a song for Bad Boys 2, which I have the Bad Boys 2 soundtrack. I'm not sure why, but I do. And so I have that one. (laughs) I didn't realize he'd been around that long. Yeah, although that one, he did that with P. Diddy, Lenny Kravitz, and Mm -hmm. like they're all three doing this song. Yeah, I believe Pharrell's like in his 50s. Uh, Let's see. He is. Yep, he is 50. Wow, oh, there you go. Okay, sorry. Back to the thing. <laughs> and he's like, "No, we have more important stuff than my dreams. We'll talk about those later. We're going back to Mercy Star's palace." And it's it's not even Scoot doesn't say what for. He says whatever for. It's just it's like so much more uh, intense when you go like whatever for than if you just said what are we doing that for. <laughs> and Light Song's like, "I don't know." He said happily. <laughs> And Laramar sighs, and he's like, can we at least look at some art first? I mean, there's people who paid good money to get your opinion. <laughs> I like how he makes that request, and then, like, he instantly regrets that request. <laughs> like, when he gives him the thing, he's like, uh-oh, that's troubling. I don't know that he regrets it. He's like, oh, this is very important, whether it's good or bad. I don't know. But yeah, we, we see the picture, red on red, just a bunch of red on here, but he's uh, high enough heightening that he can see the differences. Bloody wounds. I was right there. I was right there with with Larimar here because like when the when he when Light Song's describing what he sees at first, it sounds like it's a. Uh, it, by the way, it's described. It sounds like an abstract painting, which it turns out it is. But like Larimar says, the t- the title of the painting, but because of the way he just says it. I'm with, I, and I guess we're supposed to feel that way because we're in Light Song's perspective. But it's like it—it it makes me think, oh, he—he he also sees a battle, so it's not as abstract as I think it mm-hmm. is. But then it turns out it is abstract. Yep. And so yeah, he Light Song sees a lot in this. Like he sees men in uniform fighting with each other. He can tell that their skin is gray, and in the in the middle, a woman vaguely depicted by a couple of brushstrokes. So there's barely anything to her but she, it, he's like it's obvious there's a woman standing like in the middle in the very center of all this raising a black sword into the sky and my thought here was like you know as soon as he says black sword i'm like oh geez you know that sword but uh my thought was is it actually a woman or is he he doesn't know what vasher looks like so it's actually vasher 
Thatcher has long hair, so you know. Yeah. But yeah, Larimar reads the the title of the painting, "The Battle of Twilight Falls: Last Conflict of the Many War." And Lightstone's like, "Yeah, I mean, I can tell that." The, he's thinking to himself, like, "All the soldiers have gray skin; they're clearly lifeless." And the Many War was the first time lifeless had been used in large numbers on the battlefield. And Larimar says, "I know you don't prefer war scenes, but and Lightstone's like, "No, I like it. I like it a lot. This may be the best painting that we've ever had in here." And yeah, I guess yeah, it does say Larimar stared at him troubled, so that's a good point, Joe. And Lightstone's like, what? Nothing? Scoot. He's like, I, I can't taint your impression of the paintings. I can't say anything. And Lightsong guesses. He's like, so a lot of gods have been giving favorable, favorable reviews of war paintings lately, huh? Laramar does not answer, but uh, he doesn't say no, so maybe that's right. It's probably nothing, just our response to the arguments in the court, I'd guess. And Laramar's like, yeah, yeah, that's probably it. And Lightsong is like, he's thinking, like, for for Larimar, these aren't just art critiques. These are foretellings of the future. And so what does it say that I like a painting that depicts a violent war? But last night he hadn't dreamed of war, finally. He dreamed of a storm, but it's not the same thing. And interestingly, he's he, he lets us know a little piece of history where the battle, this last battle of the many war hadn't even really meant anything. It hadn't decided the outcome of the war. The leader of the Pan-Unity, the kingdoms united against Landrin, had been killed in the battle, but it was diplomacy that ended the bloodshed. And he's worried. He's like, I mean, are we really looking at starting this up again? Is what I'm doing going to lead to war? But no, no, I'm just I'm helping Blushweaver secure a political faction. That's it's not the same thing. And then Light Song says, what's that sword? And Lamar's like, wait, what sword? Yeah, the black one, the one in the woman's hand. I, I don't see a sword or a woman. It's all just like wild strokes of paint to me. But you called it the Battle of Twilight Falls. And he's like, well, yeah, that's the title. I assume that you were also confused. So I told you what the artist had uh, written there. And Lightstone's like, OK, I'm done reviewing art today, but don't burn that one. Keep it for my collection. So is the implication meant to be there? It's like a, a bit in the painting that only people with really powerful heightenings can see the detail or... I guess that is up for interpretation. If if that's it, Larimar couldn't see it because he doesn't have the color differentiation that Light Song does. Or is Light Song really is it like a uh, an ink blot test where he's projecting maybe maybe he really can kind of foresee the future in some way and he's projecting what he's has in his subconscious onto the painting. Mm, maybe. So is some woman going to get a hold of Nightblood and use it in a battle? Although I guess I guess it couldn't be that battle since that battle's in the past, but yeah, that's why I was like, well, maybe uh, maybe Vasher was there, and that's actually Vasher, or who knows, maybe there was a lady that this that had the sword before Vasher. We don't really know about the origin of the sword, so we'll have Vasher got it right. Yeah, the interesting thing is if if that's accurate, if this really is a picture of what happened in this battle where huge armies of lifeless are fighting each other, that means that whoever drew the painting knew about it was there and saw it maybe or something I don't know. maybe it's just in the history yeah, books and unless, scoot and light song also haven't paid attention to history yeah i mean my thought was there was actually like a painting's depiction of that battle at some point and maybe this person used hmm. an abstract like tried to recreate it with an abstract method or hmm. even even outside of that maybe the person you know knew about the many war had heard the story orally and then just depicted this abstract painting 
that gave them the same sense because I think it is more likely probably that it doesn't have to do with heightening and that it is actually some kind of investiture enhanced prediction of or like investiture enhanced like not prediction I guess because it happened in the past but like vision because I don't know I, I don't know how a painter would know to like do that how to like make things I don't know how that person would have enough heightening to know what it's going to look like with that heightening you know Mm -hmm. it would take the divinity out of it if someone else was actually able to paint it like they would have to have the same kind of level of heightening as the gods would to be able to even see it that's true i reckon it's really there Hmm. Uh, okay so yeah life song's like we're done here let's we're going let's go to mercy star's palace nothing nothing's gonna bring me down today i've got a murder to investigate finally the court of gods is not boring Maybe that's all it really is. Like, he's bored of all the crap that uh, that happens, so he's finally got something to do. Maybe maybe he was he was like Jamie, and just when he was live, he really loved reading, like, true crime. And uh, he hasn't been able to get any of that since he became a god, so this is his chance. He's finally sure. a chance to, to live out this dream he didn't know he had. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I always wanted to be a private dick. <laughs> It'd be really weird if, like, this book took, like, a right turn and then it just became, like, Harry Dresden novel. <laughs> that would be interesting, actually. It's like when Harry goes to South America. It's, like, it's basically jungly, right? Palace so, was on fire and it wasn't my fault. Uh, okay, so Lermar's like, you're acting real, really weird, Your Grace. He's like, I know, right? But, uh, I, I mean... I think we can probably agree that I always act weird. So really, this isn't that far off of the norm. Are we really going back to Mercy Star's palace? And he's like, oh, yeah. And then uh, he's like, "Okay, fine. But are you ready to talk about your dreams at least? Yeah, okay." So he dreamed of a storm so powerful. The rain and wind were blowing him back. Even the ground seemed to be undulating from the, the fury of this storm. Anything else? Yeah, a red panther. It seemed to shine reflective like it was made of glass or something. It was waiting in the storm. And Lermar's like, are you making things up? Like the Red Panther is just too much for him. He's like, wait, wait, wait. But he's like, no, this is what really happened. And uh, they get to the Mercy Star's palace. I'm like, do you want me to send someone to announce you? No, no, no. It, it's fine. He just walks up. Is your mistress here? And it's like, I'm afraid not your grace. She's She went to visit All Mother. All Mother, apparently another one of the four who has uh, lifeless commands. And so Lightsong's wondering if Blushweaver's already got Mercy Star helping her. Uh, recruit and he's like okay well whatever i want to go see the the corridor where the attack happened and the guard's like uh, i don't know if we can let you in and lysong goes scoot can they forbid me only if they have a direct command to do so for mercy star so, <laughs> it's like one side uh being a god has perks and then the the priest who uh, the curt young priest that he'd spoken to the day before shows up and lysong's like oh good i was hoping you would be here this is most irregular your grace I hear that eating a lot of figs can cure you of that. Now, I need to speak to the cards who saw the intruder. <laughs> and the priest is like, look, the, the authorities are already dealing with this. There's no need for you to. And Lightstone's like, Scoot, can this man ignore my demands? Only at great peril to his soul, your grace. <laughs> and the priest just gives them both the stink eye and then turns to leave. <laughs> I, I, I like that, like. Laramar is, is like Lightsong's hype man now. 
I guess when you've got a god and you're his high priest, maybe that's maybe that's what you are. I mean, Laramar's probably enjoying the change of pace just as much as we are. Maybe. He actually seems kind of concerned uh, yeah, about it. Yeah, really. I was about to say, he seems pretty uncomfortable with the whole thing. Yeah, I guess. Maybe, maybe he just enjoys seeing um, the light song give other people shit. Probably. He's like, ah, now you're getting a little bit of what yeah. I get. Finally, somebody <laughs> else has to deal with this. Kiff bites back. <laughs> mix these mixed nuts. I see two almonds touching. <laughs> <laughs> so Light Song examines the area. They've had to replace some of the flooring because the color got drained from it, and you can't have random sections of floor with a different color. That's outrageous. So, But he also finds another area where the floor has been replaced that's perfectly square, and he realizes there's a trap door here. And not only that, but when the priests come back, the guy looks worried until he sees Light Song kind of move on from the trap door. And so he's like, oh, so this guy knows about the trap door and maybe the intruder did, too. And so then he uh, he's got there's six guys. There's the two guards who got knocked out by Vasher. There's the three of the four priests that ran into Vasher in the hallway. And then there's one guy who saw the the intruder escape out the window. And so he's going to he starts asking them questions, goes up to one of the guards. Like, who are you? My name is Gagaril. I'm sorry. Light Song said. I was That's named so after. rude. It really is, right? So yeah. rude. And then the guy, like, the guy feel like kind of acknowledges that it is a crappy name. He's just like, it was named after my father. And then Light Song goes after, further. After he what? Spent an unusual amount of time in the local tavern? Anyway, how are you involved in this mess? It's like, you said, you said, your name, you sound like some kind of mouthwash. <laughs> and so... He has he has the two guys, the two guards go off and stand in the courtyard. You, you go stand over there where we where you can't hear us. And then he gets the three guys who uh, who ran into Vasher in the hallway. He's like, OK, you guys go stand over there in a different spot. And last guy, you go stand somewhere else. The guy's like, I saw the intruder flee your grace. I was watching out the window. And he's like, very timely of you. Go stand over there. And he also asked them about the lifeless animal. And the guy's like, yeah, squirrel, go fetch it for me. And the guy tries to be like. I mean, it's really wild. I don't know if, uh, uh, fine. And then he's like, no, no, not a servant. I want you to go and get it personally. Yes, yes, I know. It's an offense to your dignity. Now go. <laughs> and so he, he questions these one group at a time. First, the guards, they explain exactly what we saw. One of them gets choked out with the awakened cloak. The other one gets bashed in the stomach, even shows his bruise with the sword. And then Vasher steps on his throat until he passes out. And we get a description of Asher, which I don't know how much of a description we had before, but he's a he's a big guy, scraggly beard, not too long, but just not trimmed, not smelly or dirty. He just didn't seem to take much care for how he looked. Hair comes down to his neck. Hadn't seen a brush in a long while. Ragged clothing. And the uh, the sword was a big thing, not a dueling blade, more like an eastern sword, straight and really long. And we were told last time that the dead guy was stabbed by a dueling blade. So the, yep. specifically saying this was not one kind of lends credence to Light Song's theory at the end. Mm-hmm. And so Light Song's like, OK, thanks. I'm going to go talk to the next guys. And Iron like, this is all interesting, but why are we doing this? I'm just curious. Excuse me, Your Grace, but you're not the curious type. <laughs> and so he goes up to the, 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 the other guys, the servants or priests, whatever they are. They were on their way to the pub after having gotten done with work. And they see a guy who does not belong there. Big guy, ragged clothing, beard, kind of dirty looking. 
And the guy's like, no, no, he wasn't dirty. The clothing was old but uh, and slovenly, but not dirty. And so he throws an awakened rope at Taff to tie him up. Rarer than I ran for help. Beblin stayed behind. And Lightsong's like, why'd you stay behind? Well, to help Taff, of course. And Lightsong can tell that he's lying. He looks too nervous. And the guy's like, well, mostly to help. I mean, I, I wanted, there was a sword, too. And the other guy's like, yeah, it's, he threw a sword at us. The weirdest thing. He killed me with a sword. How weird is that? Lightsong's like, he didn't draw it. He just threw it. Yeah, sheath and all. Beblin picked it up. And Beblin's like, yeah, I thought I'd fight him. And, uh... He said he eventually says the sword was too big to use. And the guy walked up and punched him, knocked him out while he was holding the sword. He's like, so he threw a sword at you and then he ran up and punched you. And the guy's like, yeah, what about your hand? Because he's got a bandaged hand. And he's like, oh, I had a like a, a, my wrist got twisted. No big deal. You needed a bandage for a twisted wrist. Show me. The man hesitated and he's like, show me or lose your soul, my son. Which I don't know if that's within his power, but. <laughs> No, no, definitely not. And you'd think these guys would know that. It's like, that's not how it works, man. I got to give you my breath. Like, I am your God. Do what I command. And so his hand has been completely drained of color. What shouldn't be possible. Awakening does not take color from something that's alive. It can't. Like, so I was like, what is that? And he's like, the guy's like, I don't know. I woke up and it was like that. And he gets the guy to admit that he's like, I, I you know, I wasn't involved. Please believe me. I just I wanted the sword, that beautiful black sword. And he's like, I, I, I admit, I'm not a great guy. I go to the brothels. I cheat when we gamble. And the other two look startled by this. It's like, what, you've been cheating at cards? Kick your ass later. <laughs> Just casually admit that. He's like, hey, what? <laughs> he won 50 bucks off me the other day. Wait, what? Okay, he's not talking about when he gambles with us, right? <laughs> no, like, no, not oh, you guys. Yeah, no, <laughs> never you guys, obviously. I meant the royal we. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like light song ends with i believe you just let this be a warning be good stop cheating yes my lord and as be they good walk away for goodness sakes oh, oh you better watch out <laughs> you better not cry better not pat i'm telling you why light song is coming well i, I don't know to town i guess but i don't know Santa <laughs> yeah to uh mercy stars palace there you go <laughs> as long as it's inside the court of the gods you're fine <laughs> And Light Song turns to Laramar as they walk away like, I kind of felt like a god. Did you see me make that guy repent? Amazing, your grace. This this feels like a very kiff thing to me, too, in a lot of ways. It's like, yes, wonderful. And he's like, what did you think about their testimony? It's like, something weird is going on, right? And Laramar's like, I still wonder why you think you should be the one to investigate all of this. Well, it's not like I have anything else to do besides be a god. Overrated. It has nice perks, but the hours are awful. And so the final guy is a young priest who was watching out the window and saw a guy leaving. He didn't really get a good look at him. He was in he was in dark clothing, kind of nondescript. Well, that's real helpful, thanks. But he 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 basically I think says that he the guy left kind of the way he came in. And eventually Lightsong's like, okay, so what do you think? And Lamar's like, I mean, I don't know, but obviously this is important somehow. The guy that was wounded mentioned a black sword. You predicted that this morning for the painting. And Lightstone's like, that wasn't a prediction. It was there in the painting. He's like, yeah, that's how prophecy works. You look at the painting, you see something. But when it's really just random strokes of red, the scene is prophetic. You are a god. But I saw exactly what the painting was said to depict before you even told me what the title was. And Laramar just nods knowingly. (laughs) Never mind, priests, insufferable fanatics, every one of you. 
But he's like, so you agree that I should like something's going on here and I should it's important and I should investigate. And Lerner's like, no, it's actually really important that you don't get involved. You predict things. But if you try to get involved, it could unbalance the situation. I like feeling unbalanced. Besides, this is far too much fun. As usual, Larimar didn't react to having his advice ignored. <laughs> He's used to it by now, I guess. And Lightsong has drawn conclusions. Obviously, there were two intruders. The first guy has a sword. He knocks out the guards. And then he disappears. The second guy is the one that the young priest saw, and he's the murderer. The first guy took care not to kill anyone. He left the guards alive at risk to himself. Never drew his sword. Just subdued the servants. And he had no reason to kill the guy after he tied him up. The second guy, however... If he came along, the the tied-up guy was the only one still conscious, the only one who would have seen him. And so if he didn't want anyone to know he was here, he had to kill that guy. So both of them vanished. I found a trap door, and I think there must be passages beneath the palace. It all seems fairly obvious to me. One thing, however, is not obvious. How in the name of the colors I figured all of this out? I'm trying to grasp that myself, Your Grace. And so Light Song is determined this must be like a talent, something that I've carried over from what I was before. And Larimar has admitted that he knew Light Song before, so he tries to get him to talk, and Larimar's like, you know, I can't say anything about it. But also, is extremely surprised. Like, he's like, I don't even understand how you did this. So I feel like that should be, I don't know, that makes it sound like maybe you're not what you thought. Either that or Larimar's a good actor and just really doesn't want to admit anything. Either way. Wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> and Light Song's like, these instincts came from somewhere. And then they bring him the squirrel in a box, wild scratching coming from inside. He's like, thanks. <laughs> He's like, do, do you think that my awakeners can break the security phrase on this squirrel? It sounds like they're going to hack the squirrel somehow. I don't know. And Larimar, I, says, Larimar yeah. makes a good point here. It's like if they break the security phrase on the squirrel, what is the squirrel going to help him do? <laughs> He's like, it like, can't tell us anything. No, it can only like and if unless, you know, like the phrases it was given to like do which was just what like bite anyone that's not me and yeah. like the, make you know. it make noise cause a distraction bite anyone who's not me something like that right like that was all the squirrel was told to do so i don't understand that's how that's going to help them no yeah maybe the maybe the the the, the passphrase will be like very obvious who said it maybe there's <laughs> a special word or something the passphrase is well the passphrase was no, the passphrase, wasn't it like fallen rope or something? Fallen rope, yeah. It was just like he 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 looked over at the thing that was lying nearby and used that. Yeah, maybe that will lead them to, gosh, I don't know. Just Who dropped that. a rope? We'll find him. <laughs> There's only one man in town who drops ropes like that. Going around dropping rope. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Dropping rope. I like rope. light that songs. gross. It does. Light Song is upset because how am I going to be properly indolent if I keep itching to investigate things? This murder will completely destroy my hard-won reputation. And Larimar, who does not want him to investigate, is still just like, he can't help being sarcastic about this, where he's like, my sympathy is your grace, that you've been inconvenienced by a semblance of motivation. And he's like, I need, Light Song's finally like, I need to think about this case some more. Have my awakener start working on this squirrel. And then he's amazed that he is referring to it as a case without having considered that like it's instinctive automatic there's something here i'm a genius i thought i called it a case <laughs> and that is the end of our chapters uh so yeah there's uh some interesting stuff but i mean you know it, like joe mentioned we haven't gotten much action or anything this is uh we got a lot of talk in these chapters again this is a talky book it 
so far for the most part. But uh, we learned some interesting things. We're seeing the advancement in Sousa Braun's education. We're seeing uh, some of uh, the action in town, robbing things, breaking legs. And uh, Light Song is finally doing a thing. We just learned a lot about a lot of the characters, really. Yeah. So where are we going? What is going to happen next? Oh, is that your way of saying predictions? Or predicaments? Yeah, hey, we're, we're doing pre- predicaments. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, I, let's, let's start from the top. I think Siri's going to start possibly unraveling um, what's going on with the priests, hopefully. Maybe she'll be the last to know. Hopefully not. But I think she's going to I, – I predict that she's going to win – win Susabron over to her side and convince him that these priests are, are up to no good. And so he's going to be more interested in actually, like, I, pre- I predict he's going to be more interested in actually taking charge of his own kingdom and, like, trying to do good things because these priests are not doing good things. And so that's uh, that's what I see for those two. Yeah, I'm just going to stick with Dak. I think Dent is uh, some kind of evil mastermind, and so... Whatever he's doing, and if you really look at it, he's been steering Venice since she got there, right? Like, we don't really know why What's-His-Name died. Like, we are just told, yeah, he's sick and he's about to die, the dude that was her main spy guy. So, like, for all we know, Denth could have gotten wind that Vivenna was coming to town and was like, oh, no, we're we're going to control what happens next. And so mm. it, it could be very much so that he's in control of, of, of her and been steered because everything she's done pretty much he's been like, yeah, you we should do this and this should be our next move. And if I was in your position, this this is what we should do. So he, like she says, he's not really the he's he's the one who's been calling the shots. She's not really telling him what to do. She, he's telling her this is what we should do. Or that he already knew what the previous guy wanted them to do. So that's what they're going to do. So, um, yeah, definitely don't know the whole story yet, but he it doesn't seem like he's a good dude. He uses a dueling blade, so I'm thinking maybe he, since he has such a, a, hate, a hate on for Vasher, he may have been tracking him and followed him into the uh, Mercy Star's palace and then had to kill that guy because that guy saw him. And and so I think maybe he's the one that killed the ki- the guy with the dueling blade in Mercy Star's palace. So we got that. Uh, yeah, and Light Song, he's going to be unraveling this. I, I think ultimately, for my predicament with with this case, I feel like Light Song is working one side of the case, and like Siri is working the other side of the case. And I feel like they're going to meet in the middle because you had this meeting between them, and and so. I, I think that's not there for no reason. I think that's going to come to fruition in them working all three, her, Susbron, and Lightsong, possibly working together because they're both working like two sides of maybe of what's going on in the kingdom, un, unbeknownst. And maybe Vasher's just there because he knows it too, and he's going to upset things as well. Really want another chapter with him. Hopefully we get that next time. But uh, I think that's that's kind of where Lightsong's coming in. He's working one side of the case and then he and uh, Siri and Susabron are going to meet in the middle with this stuff. Interesting. So we're going to have like a uh, uh, court of the gods team working in sure. two sides. Sure. Although, and uh, you know, clearly the, uh, the, the squirrel is the linchpin and everything. So we're going to yeah. figure out <laughs> rocket J squirrel. I is love gonna that. Bring, bring them all together. <laughs> sure. 
I've seen so, a squirrel uh, like that before. <laughs> how does how does Blushweaver fit into that? Because like right now, Light Song is working with Blushweaver, yeah. and she's very anti the princess. It seems like. I I almost think that Blushweaver is like the not a red herring, but like Light Song. It almost seems like he agreed to work with Blushweaver just to rein her in. So he's yep. working the case from that side of it, right? So it's like he's trying to be up to date with what Blushweaver's doing so that if it goes too far, he can try and put a stop to it. That almost seems like his angle with Blushweaver at this point. Hmm. Now, what she's going to do, I mean, obviously she's in favor of war. If she's got all, if she's got all the Court of the Gods lifeless commands at her behest, besides Light Songs, because I don't think Light Songs is going to go along with her eventual plan if it's extremely dangerous. You know, if she's got all the lifeless, it doesn't, it doesn't matter that Susabran is the is the you know god king. She could technically overthrow him, or at least overthrow Siri or any heir that might be produced. And uh, you know, as 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 uh, surface level as she seems to be, it it seems like she's got more going on and uh, upstairs in her brain than we're led to believe. So it's very possible that she's trying to secure power. So that there is no shift in power and that the gods stay, you know, their, their court of the gods stays in power. And you've got this, like, I don't know, you almost have this, like, benevolent, what's seen as benevolent court of the gods in the previous years. But they've made a, you know, they've made specific mention that none of the gods have given up their breath in quite some time. So now you've got a, it seems like you've got a group of these returned gods who don't really want to give up their lives They'd mm-hmm. rather just keep a hold of their entertainment and their power. And so when you have that level of corruption in and among these people that are supposed to be the benevolent gods, like you can imagine that it's not going to go well. They're not going to just give up their power for, for nothing. So maybe that's kind of her, her angle. It's like, I, I have this power. Nobody's taking it from me. So getting the lifeless commands, you know, if you have that many lifeless at your disposal, you could technically stand against any group that wanted to uh to be able to uh overthrow you i would think but i don't know i mean she definitely does seem like she, I, i'm pretty sure she straight up says that it's like i'm not gonna have us turn into like the old royals we're not gonna be taken off guard and taken out of power like what happened to them when the the return came into power so you're, you're right that that definitely seems kind of her goal but you may be right that it's, it's it may be more personal than like I want this our, our empire to stand and it, it may be like I want me to be on top here. Interesting point. Yeah, her and and the rest of the pantheon of gods in the court, I guess. Yeah, because I mean, even even if she had all the lifeless, I mean, it's not like she could probably take on the god king or she just she didn't show any sign of wanting to. Honestly, like that doesn't seem to be her deal. At least not that. We yeah, see. and we really. We really don't understand how the lifeless are moved from God to God, like the lifeless commands, like who who grants that boon to these gods? That's like only you can control them. And how does that like work practically? Although this section does give us an interesting potential insight into that, in that we are told that if you have an awakener, you can break the commands on other lifeless, other people's lifeless, because they're going to try to do that to the squirrel. So. Does that work on like human lifeless? Hmm. If it does, that seems like it'd be a bad system. But yeah, well, I, I guess it depends on how hard it is. He's like, can my awakeners do this? And Larimar's like, yeah, probably. But I mean, if it takes like 
two days to break the commands on one guy, one lifeless guy, and there's 40,000 of them, then, you know, it's not that huge a worry. Yeah, well, I mean, but we saw earlier they needed to use some lifeless, and he gave them the command that would expire or whatever. Right, but it true. was for like an entire group. So it's like it sounds like yeah. he can command as many as he wants with one command phrase. That's a good point. So, yeah, there's some uh, some interesting things happening here. Different levels of command phrase or something. It's like mm. if you're going out for a peacekeeping operation or something. Yeah, sure. That'll work for you guys over there. Yeah, That's, I'm pretty sure when he gives them the command, it was like. Yeah, it was like this will allow you to command them in like a non-battle sort of scenario. I think it's not, I forget exactly how they phrased it, but I think you're right. It's not like total command over them. Yeah, it's to do something a specific task. Hmm. I I like Joe's thoughts where that's going. I think I had this prediction earlier, and I'm kind of come back to it. So I think that. And I was tossing up between the sisters, but I think Vivenna is gonna be is gonna turn out to be the woman in Light Song's visions, predictions, dreams, mm. painting thing. I think that Nightblood Nightblood can he sense the amount of power or the amount of breath? That makes me think that Vivenna's got a lot of breath. Nightblood's probably going to want to target that. So I'm thinking that the two of them will probably end up coming together before you see, well, I mean, I know Nightblood's with Vasha, but I think that's probably how they're going to end up together crossing paths. I feel like maybe she's going to be able to wield Nightblood or something, but that would explain why there's a woman holding a long sword. Like there has to be Nightblood, right? I was thinking too that maybe whatever she's doing could be it could be considered to be quite brave or bold or something like that. Maybe Light Song will give up his breath and that then Vivenna would end up as a returned, which would go completely against her religion. Ooh, yeah. But that might be an interesting maybe maybe he is uh prophesizing another god or something. I don't know. Mm. Haven't really fleshed it out yet, but maybe that would be a way. I was kind of thinking along the lines that maybe Siri would actually come back as a returned, but because what she's doing is obviously quite incredible with Susabron, but maybe, you know, if she does bear a child or something and then she's taken away, wouldn't that be a good um, fuck you to everyone <laughs> coming back? <laughs> But yeah, that's okay. kind of all really I've got. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's that's just kind of where my my brain was heading here. There's a lot of talking. I don't I don't really have anything new. There's still so much. I don't know. I thought we'd kind of be getting towards the same place by now. I don't know. I feel like we're on the edge of something. We're not we're not Sanderlanch, but we're on the edge of something happening that's got to start connecting a few of these pieces together. I still think that. Light Song was a detective or something previously. He must have been involved in law enforcement or something. I mean, otherwise, just a massive true crime fan, um, which I, I don't feel that's probably where it was. Yeah, I don't really have anywhere else to go with that. <laughs> okay. I think you make an interesting point because we hadn't talked about it, but there is that kind of potential hanging over the story is that any of our characters could die and come back as a returned. Like 
it's it's not one of those things where you're like, oh, there's no way Siri could die because she's a main character in the story. Somebody could die halfway and show up as a returned, and it 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 doesn't ruin the story. It takes it in a whole new crazy direction. Mm. So, but it's also because when you return, you lose all your memories of your life. So, yeah, that would be unfortunate and and unusual. It would. If it, which if is it was why I would think like. it would happen in the middle of the story, might happen later. Yeah, like at, at at the end, like the uh, you know, somebody dies and you're all sad because at the end you believe they're gonna die, and then it's like, oh no, they've come back to save the day as a glowing seven foot tall person. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> You know, they'd still be in there. They might not have their memories, but they clearly know something. And, and maybe there's a way to unlock that eventually. Hmm. I mean, I assume that you could just have somebody tell them uh, about who they were and uh, maybe it would do something. But can't do that for the gods, apparently. It's not allowed. It's not Please allowed, but maybe in the future it is. <laughs> Please tell me, who am I? For I have amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, now light song is calculable. <laughs> I could almost see it, honestly. Yeah. Almost. Almost. <laughs> light song's just like uh just like this incredible acting talent. Light song's not quite as full of himself, sure. which is one of Calculon's main character no. uh, traits, but this incredible detective talent. <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> Now you got me thinking, like, if you're going to assign Futurama characters to people in, in Warbreaker, who's, who's oh, what? Uh, hmm. That's a good question. Nightblood is uh, Bender. <laughs> <laughs> is it weird? Well, they need you... Bash's fry. They'd have to be <laughs> Yeah. Simpatico. Oh, my gosh. Uh, all, all, all the talk about our mercenary crew, for some reason, now you have me thinking of, it's like, Dent is the Dawnbot. And, uh, <laughs> and Tom Claw's Claw's clamps. clamps, yeah, or Joey Mousepad. <laughs> Just imagine Vivenna having that conversation with the Donbot. It's like, who are, like, who, what, well, who are you, Donbot? I am a Donbot. But who are you before that? That is not information which you are needing to know at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Donbot. Yeah, Tonkfa's got to be clamps, you're right, because he's like, can't I just break a finger? It's like, let me clamp him! <laughs> yeah. Although, Jules, I guess, could be clamps. They both have a, a very uh, bad attitude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nobody seems that much like Joey Mousepad, so what are you going to do? I don't know who the God King would be. Maybe just the, the God uh, Zoidberg. Uh, thing. Zoidberg. Yeah, Zoidberg, yeah. <laughs> wow. Like, so, so the priests, they look after us. They don't tell us lies. They do everything that I, they help me run kingdom, yeah? <laughs> and I guess, I guess Vivenna is Leela, and Siri, that makes Siri Amy and and <laughs> <laughs> but Amy's just Boy. trying to explain to Zoidberg why, why, no, that's not how this works. Leela is the responsible <laughs> No, for some reason, I'm thinking of, like, Siri and Vivenna's dad as Zoidberg. <laughs> <laughs> Send my youngest daughter one. No, Sorry. that's a Professor Farnsworth. <laughs> Good news, everyone! <laughs> I'm sending Siri to the God King. That's true. Okay, yeah. yep. Man, that should have been an email question. Come on, come on, emailers, where you at? <laughs> yeah, Entrelides is like mom's oldest son, so there's got to be like <laughs> yeah, yep, there's got to be a nefarious like mom in the background that we don't know about yet. Entrelides could just be mom. No, eh. no. 
Like I, th- I think weight, he fits. Siri, weight, Siri comes in to borrow a book, and he's like, "Jam a bastard in it, you crap." <laughs> or blush waver his mom. Like it's like like oh oh give me your give me your life less damn it. Are you trying to seduce me? Yes, but it's not working. Slap. <laughs> then who's light song? Because that 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 cast the professor as light song kind of. Nah, I mean light light song doesn't succumb at least not yet. That's true. If Light Song succumbs to uh, Blush Weaver, I'm gonna, my opinion of him is going to drop a little bit. I mean, we were already <laughs> compa- comparing uh, Laramar to Kiff, so does that mean that uh, Light Song is, is, is Zap? See, once again, not quite full of himself enough to be Zap. <laughs> no. Blue Fingers is the robot devil. <laughs> Seriously, he seemed like such a nice guy when he offered me a deal for my hands. I don't know. I'm working okay. on a, like a, like a, the thing I'm writing at the moment. It's like there was one character in it. And I'm just like, don't really know how to crack this guy's personality. And it wasn't until later on I realized, wait a minute, this guy's just the fucking robot devil. Well, there you go. See, problem yeah. solved. So yeah, just like there's the inspiration for the personality. Let's go. Yeah, I don't really have a lot either. I I really like Joe's thing where Denth was the second person following Vasher and killed that guy. I thought, ooh, ooh, I like that. Like in his spare time, Denth is trying to hunt Vasher down and kill him surreptitiously because he knows that he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to take him in a fight not with Nightblood around. Yeah, I'm I'm still trying to think of like what that relationship is and I think that maybe Nightblood's presence is is the thing that's really concerning people because like maybe Nightblood could even kill gods like or the god king. So that's why they're desperate to produce an heir. They know that Nightblood is in the city and has come back. They don't know where mm. it is, but um there's like Shit, we can't afford to lose the God King now. We need an heir just in case something goes really fucking wrong. Yeah, I feel, I don't quite know how yet, but I feel like Nightblood is the thing that this like this story will turn on, like the Mag- the MacGuffin that yeah has all the changes. I think Denth Denth is trying to get it for himself, and the priests are terrified of it. So that's um and, th- and that's why Vasher is so dangerous. Interesting. That's yeah. Okay. Like maybe Vasher, maybe Nightblood or Vasher just shows up every once in a while and starts slaughtering God Kings. Yeah. Well, Vasher sort of seemed to indicate that he's got he's got something that he needs to do that is long overdue. That like he fucks something up and now he's here to unfuck it. And Nightblood is the tool. I think Nightblood is the tool that means that's how he's gonna do it. I love how I'm making prediction about the characters who were not in these chapters at all. <laughs> but yeah, I think. I don't know where I'm going with this anymore. <laughs> maybe maybe Denth is responsible for Nightblood. Maybe, I don't know, he forged Nightblood or something. Could be. Got a part of his soul. Yeah, I still need to know, like, how, like, like, like one of us said, I forget who, like, we don't know the origins of the sword, how it came to be, and it's just such a strange thing that even, like, they're clearly not common in this world because no one else has any context for this thing. It's true, and yeah, nobody else is walking around with something like that, so... Yep. You don't see old, old farmer Bob walking through town with his talking shovel. <laughs> he's, he's, he's got a talking hoe. Yeah, not, yeah that'd, not, be pretty, uh, that'd be a pretty sick shovel, though. Well, it's like, you, Nightblood never shuts up at wanting to kill people. He's like, I'm a sword, that's what I do. So you imagine if you're walking around with a talking shovel, it's just like, I'm a dig, I'm a dig, I'm a dig. Yeah. <laughs> Let's dig that away. Yeah, it'd, be like if, uh, it'd be like if Wolverine was inanimate. And he'd be like, I'm the best is what I do. <laughs> yes. Oh, man, you see those like, pictures let's of kill some people from Deadpool 3? Yeah, it looks yeah. cool. I'm surprised uh, 
old Jackman was interested in uh, doing it again. Right. Well, you know, m- money, probably. Yeah, you know, the big bucks. Ryan Reynolds. I think, he gambles I think... a lot, I hear. So. <laughs> no, that's a joke. I've never heard that. I read somewhere that, like, he actually, if he'd known that there was a possibility of doing a Deadpool 3, like, properly and everything, he actually wouldn't, he actually would have held off on making Logan the last one, so. Mm. Of course, production shut down now, so who knows when that'll come to the light of day. Yeah. Also, I really Damn like... you, Raider Strike. Everyone's, yeah. everyone's, com- like, a few people are just like, I like the costume, but it's got sleeves, and Wolverine never had sleeves. And then I read online, it's like, that's actually because Hugh Jackman has battled with cancer so much, they put sleeves on there to protect his skin. Oh. Well, that's nice. I think we can allow yeah. for that. Yeah, right? in yeah. that case, you you guys go for it. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you know comic book nerds well enough, Jamie. It's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I think it's yeah, I do not. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Any was were, were you done with your? Or did we? Yeah, like I, I I don't I don't have I don't really have a lot this week because it was like I said it was mostly character stuff this week. Right. Not a lot of new events unfolded for really, me to really predict upon yeah that's fair all right well some uh, i mean given how much it, it really was character focused this time i think we got some interesting predicaments in so i'm happy with it for next time we are going to read three more chapters that's 27 28 and 29 for those following along at home we are now 39 percent of the way through this book y'all and uh i like this book a lot hopefully you guys are enjoying it as well so, we have no new emails, no new patrons, no new reviews, so nothing uh, nothing to cover there. If you'd like to send us an email, the address is thesanderlanch, with any at the end, at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram and Facebook and Patreon, where I am in the middle of posting my reactions to Yumi and the Nightmare Painter. I finished reading that book, and I've recorded... Uh, how many episodes of this thing did I record? There were 40, there's 41 chapters in an epilogue. So 42 total. Mm. If you divide that by three, 14. Yeah. 14. Yeah. So 14 episodes. I got my book last week and it's great. It's very pretty. Like the cover. I also picked up the Mistborn box after I saw what was inside it. So I've got like the, oh, you got the book, the book ends now. Yes. And so I've put all my, Brandon Sanderson hard copy books that I own in between the bookends, which is Very just nice. uh, which is just my autographed copy of Lost Metal and then the three Kickstarter books that have come out so yeah. far. Well, I will say uh, I know you guys can't look at them yet, but one thing that has come up repeatedly with at least the special editions from the Kickstarter, the art in these books is really beautiful. Personally, I I feel like. Frugal Wizard is it's very different kind of art that I like there because there's all these like margin little kind of like uh, almost not stick figure, but like not as detailed drawings. But I really love them. They're hilarious. But both Tress and Yumi have just some really very different but from each other, but very beautiful art. So when we get there, when uh, you guys read those physical copies, I think you will appreciate that. Very good. So you you've, you said you finished Nightmare Painter. Did you, yep. did you enjoy? You know what? I think it. it, it it's hard when you get out of anything for the first time. Like I, I I'm it's like a mo- movies. I always like better after I've walked out of the theater for the first time. And I'm like, Oh man, I love that. That was great. And then maybe after you resee it once or twice, you're like, Oh, that wasn't as good as I remember it being. Yep. Fair. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wary of 
being too strongly in favor of these things after I've just finished them for the first time. But I liked Yumi a lot. I think that it may be one of my favorite things that he's done, although both it and Tress are very good. I like them both uh, a whole lot. I think they're both probably like some some top level Sanderson books, especially since they're standalone things, which um, I can appreciate having something that is standalone and you don't need to wait for, you know, the next whatever. So that that, that kind of just adds to the quality, in my opinion. But anyway, I like it a lot. I think that uh, you guys are going to enjoy it a lot as well. And I'm I'm actually very excited to get to Yumi. We, we probably won't for a good long while. But uh, some of the stuff in there, especially the ending, I'm very interested to hear y'all's reactions to. So looking nope. forward to that one. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm uh, like, like I said, I couldn't get into the second one as much, but both the first and the third secret project books have been just awesome. I've loved them. And so I'm really hoping that we keep that going with the fourth one, because, uh, I mean, three out of four being just amazing would be some great numbers for this year of Sanderson. Okay. Okay. So yes, if you guys are interested in hearing my reactions, you can join the Patreon. Joe will give you a fairing power. It's true. Some people, uh, you know, which we're not against. Some people join just for their fairing power and then they get out. Yeah, I'm not going to complain about it. No, you guys, uh, you guys paid your, you know, your whatever buck. We appreciate <laughs> you, each and every one of you, no matter how long you stay with us. But yeah. if there's something we could do to make you a lifelong Patreon. Just let us know. We'd love to. Uh, we'd love to do that. Uh, well, except, the, except dinosaur erotica. I'm not doing that. That's a good <laughs> point. I mean, we the 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 Patreon content has been limited mostly to stuff that I can do, plus the promised uh, possum hunter thing, which did take us a while, but that that had uh, participation from pretty much everyone. So if you guys have something you'd like to see on the Patreon, something that would make you interested in doing that, then feel free to send suggestions to the Sanderlanch at gmail.com, or yep. you know, pop something in the Discord. Uh, you can find our you can join our discord if you're not there already. There's a link on our webpage, www.thesanderlanch.com. Yep. If you guys, uh, you know, I'd even do like some gaming stuff. If you guys want to watch me play like Final Fantasy 16, which I just finished for the first time uh, or or any game uh, that is in my purview, let me know. I, I can record myself and some commentary and pop that onto the Patreon if that's something you guys are interested in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Joe, Joe, video game streams. We can have him. Play some Final Fantasy. Uh, not streaming. I don't do streaming anymore. I don't like that. Well, I guess it, if we were recording it and putting it on the Patreon, it wouldn't be a stream exactly. Right. But it would It'd just be a record. Yeah. But yeah. The right. same so, sort of concept, just not live. Yeah, same sort of concept, not live. So if that is something you guys are interested in, I could like answer questions that you have. You could like make a list of questions and I could do that. We can do all sorts of stuff. Just uh, let us know what you guys think. Joe and I can multiplayer something. Maybe. I don't, I don't have That's to That's true. What's a good... I, was, I do, I do. Uh, what's a good multiplayer game these days, though? That's an excellent question. I haven't. I, I never very did multiplayer play. Uh, I never did play that Cup game. Cuphead. Yeah, uh, Cuphead. Yeah, I never played that. I played through Cuphead, the original one, anyway. I I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's difficult intentionally, but it was fun. Sure. They finally brought the Scott Pilgrim arcade game back, so that you can play that still. Oh, that's true. That's a great one. Yeah. Play some. We had the suggestion at some point to like all four of us try to do like a board game or something, but that's uh, that could be tricky. That's, yeah, I don't know how feasible that would be. Yeah. F- finding a time that 
the two, our two halves of the world can get together to record an episode is hard enough. If we could if we could find extra time, I would probably want to try to record some extra episodes so that we didn't have to skip something at some point. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, extra content is kind of far down the line on that that priority list. But, yeah. So, yeah, if you have something you want to see on the Patreon, feel free. Send us suggestions. Uh, bu- 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 music by Miracle of Sound. If you have a suggestion for what I should add to the sign-off from this book, <laughs> other than colors, we haven't come up with a good suggestion, and I'm not even sure where colors would go in there. So feel free to send that, too, if you like. But speaking of, remember, three chapters for next time, 27, 28, and 29, and was to the time of next. Colo? Colo?